Welcome to another episode of Band Director Bootcamp, the podcast with productivity and wellness tips for busy band directors. I'm your host, Leslie Moffat, and I'm really grateful to be sharing this platform with you. As busy band directors, we know you don't have lots of time to watch lengthy professional development webinars, so we share 20-minute tidbits with takeaways you can use to support you in this awesome profession in a healthy way. And I'm super excited, you guys. Scott Rush is here today, the king of productivity, which has also led to wellness. It's all connected, you guys. But he's spent 28 years as a band director. He's the author. If you're like, that name sounds familiar, it's because he wrote like Habits of a Successful Middle School Band Director and a whole bunch of other books like that. Um, And because of that, it's become so successful. He's now working full time as the team lead for the Habits series for GIA publications and traveling around the country, learning and and teaching and just doing a whole bunch of stuff. And Scott, thank you so much for showing up today. This is great. Oh, thank you so much for the kind invitation, Leslie. And um, your podcast is just making a tremendous difference in the lives of music educators. And I'm really honored uh, to be a guest with you. Well, cool. We're going to just have a jam-packed uh, episode today because because you got a whole lot to talk about. But before we like dig into detail and share some some tips for folks here. Can you give us a little of your background, like why you became a band director and then what led you to even write books and then a series of books? I want the dirt. (laughs) Okay. Well, first of all, it's kind of interesting. So when I was a junior in high school, all I wanted to do was be a band director. And I talked to some of my uh, mentors and they actually discouraged me away from it and they encouraged me to do performance and I actually went the performance route I went to New England Conservatory of Music got my master's degree and I got out and I was uh, playing French horn professionally and the whole time like every summer I would teach camps and I would do other things with students and I had a, a colleague uh, one day we had a conversation and I said you know all I've ever wanted to do was be a band director and he looked at me and he's like then you need to be a band director and it's the best decision that I ever made in my life. Um, I felt at home, you know, the first time. Now, I will tell you, you know, we all went through that that first year where, you know, our students are probably asked for their money back. But (laughs) other than that first year, um, you know, I figured some things out. Uh, It was the best decision I ever made. And your question about um, how this all got started is kind of interesting. It actually started with Tim Lotzenheiser. So Tim uh, used to come to Wando High School, where I was the director for 15 years, and do student leadership workshops. And I would pick him up at the airport. And one particular year, we were driving to the school, and he had been teaching at um, Vandercook and Duquesne, supervising student teachers. And I had a student teacher at the time, and we were comparing notes, and we were talking, he was asking me questions, I was asking him questions. And he said, you should write a book. And, you know, Tim makes everybody feel fantastic. And so I thought he was just kidding. And about six months later, I saw him at an event and he was like, where's that manuscript? And I was like, are you serious? And he was like, yeah, I'm really serious. He said, matter of fact, um, I'll make sure the book gets published. He was working with a company at the time called Focus on Excellence. And when he said that, he said, I'll make sure it gets published. I said, then you will you write the forward to the book? And he said, done, you know. And so I started writing and he kind of made it work 
in terms of getting the book published. We sold a lot of copies at the Midwest Clinic that year. And I got a phone call from Tim shortly thereafter. And he said, I'd like to call GIA Alec Harris, who's president of GIA, and, and pitch this idea for him to pick up the book. They have a bigger distribution and things like that. Would you be interested in partnering with GIA? And I said, it would be fantastic. And literally 10 minutes later, you get a phone call from Alec Harris. And he said, I've talked to Tim and we'd like to pick up this book. So our very first book was called Habits of Successful Band Director. Tim really was, you know, kind of the impetus to get me start to start writing. And that was the beginning. And, you know, 17 books later, here we are. So tell us a few of the titles or you can do all 17 if you want, but give us an example of the kinds of things you have out there. Well, I'll, I'll tell you the, so we, we have the series is divided up into two things, you know, method books, and then what we call how-to books. So in the band side of things, we have three method books, Habits of Successful Beginner Band Musician. We have Habits of Successful Middle School Musician and Habits of a Successful Musician. So that's kind of like our middle level book and our high, high school level book. And then we have uh, on the band side of things, we have eight how-to books. And those are things like Habits of Successful Band Director, which I was just talking about, Habits of a Significant Band Director, The Evolution of a Successful Band Director, um, Habits of Successful Middle School Band Director, which you referenced earlier that our team put together, um, Quality of Life Habits of a Successful Band Director, which I wrote with um, my friend Jeremy Lane, um, Habits of Successful Music Education Student, which I just finished last year co-writing with Mary Land, Dr. Mary nice. Lane. And then um, Tim and I did a book called Pathway to Success. It's a student leadership book, but it's like leadership for all. And then our most recent book is actually a book titled Choosing Help Over Hurt, Successful Habits for Teaching Band in Underserved Communities. And that's with Leonard McLeod. Leonard McLeod is just uh, kind of an icon. He's been teaching for 46 years and he's made a profound difference in the lives of his students. And uh, so he's uh, also a member of our team. But I'll tell you, you know, even though I wrote that first book, Habits of Successful Band Director, um, the way this has grown is we have an incredible team of people, you know, in our band side of things, um, which includes like Jeff Scott and Marguerite Wilder and Mary Land and Kevin Boyle and um, Leonard McLeod, Matthew Rouse doing some videos for us. And so, you know, there's a whole team of people. And then, of course, we have team leads for choir and for orchestra. And we also just recently released a new beginner method book for mariachi. So yeah, the whole, the whole thing is just, you know, the, the, it's been incredibly rewarding. And um, the idea that if we can make a difference in the life of a music educator and then exponentially their students, that's part of what we want to do. We have an interesting mission statement. Um, It's called one team to provide teachers and students valuable resources that will help create a collaborative environment for music making and to connect teachers and students in a significant way through music, love, passion, vision, and purpose. And that's how this whole thing has evolved. Wow. It's so cool. So cool. And so many, you're covering stuff. I love that the mariachi is out there and now in underserved communities. So the awareness of what's needed because, oh, so cool. So let's talk a little bit about the habit series, because you talk about um, the importance of developing certain behaviors for success. And so if you were to recommend like a top habit for a busy band director to incorporate in the routine for improved productivity, could you give us an example of one? 
Well, you know, we always say we're in the music business and the people business. And I think the idea of giving, you know, a habit, a particular habit to uh, a director, it comes under so many buckets, you know, as you know. And if I'm thinking about productivity, one of the things I like to say is do, dump or delegate. <laughs> and the I, the idea is that, you know, we want a uh, work life. First of all, let me say this. I think work life balance is unique to each individual person. And the goal is to as a long prosperous career as a music ed- educator. And but yet we all agree that sometimes our emotional bank accounts go to zero. And so because of that, there's so many things that you know we need to do. And so the first thing for me in regards to that is don't lose sight of your mission, your vision, and your purpose and why we do what we do. The, the ability to make a difference in the life of a young person, I just don't think it gets any better than that. And then the other part of that is just the idea of um, speaking of buckets, like I divided up into four different buckets. So for your family, your spouse, or your significant other, for the workplace and for yourself. And I think if we are, if we can keep these ideas at the forefront of our thoughts, um, I think that's important. And then the idea, like I said, of, I think, especially since COVID, I think that sometimes we have lost sight of, you know, I believe that what we do is uh, a calling in a sense that we get the opportunity. I mean, Dr. Matthew Rouse says the power of get. Um, we get the opportunity to make a difference in the life of a young person. So if we if we put all those things together, you know, into one habit, I think that that um, I think that's would be the very first thing that I would say that uh, our resources do. And of course, there's some pedagogical things as well. Just a few pedagogical things. <laughs> yeah, sometimes, we, that, sometimes that's secondary because it, it, that does you know you got to get the other stuff going too. And I yeah. love that you didn't just say your your work and your family life, you ins- you inserted personal piece too, you know, because often we got the kids and the spouse and all of those things are partners and parents that need help, attention. We forget about ourselves. Oh, absolutely. So thank and you for we, that in there. Yeah. Oh yeah. And we ha- really have to make sure that, you know, we recharge our batteries in the most appropriate way too. Um, and that we, you know, take care of things, um, you know, on, on a number of fronts for ourselves so that we can be our best versions to, you know, and exponential help folks. That fishtails right into the next thing I was going to ask you because we talk about wellness here. So um, what's a habit that, that you think can help us, you know, protect our own stress levels essentially. Cause I think that's what leads to a lot of, um, a lot of health issues, mental or physical or, or, or anything there that you want to put on the wellness front of a habit that you think is really important to be successful in this kind of a path, uh, life path. Well, I, I really think that uh, one of the things we talk about in our pathway book, Tim Lotson, Eisner, I did, is the idea of emotional health. And I think a lot of times that one of the things that we can do is monitor our own self-talk. And there's an exercise that we have teachers do where, you know, you get up in the morning. I used to be that person that when the alarm clock went off, I would throw something at the alarm clock and, you know, and say, like, stop. Or I would figure out ways to set it. So and, you know, when I shifted that mindset, just changed that mindset when the alarm clock went off to say, I get the opportunity to make a difference in the life of a young person today. And now that's changed to I get the opportunity to make a difference in the life of a music educator today. 
that um, if we look at mindset and emotional health and we look at those two things together, um, I think those two things can be really, really powerful in terms of helping us, um, you know, like I said, make a difference in the life of others. Because I, I really believe that we're put here, that we were put here to make a difference. I, I think we all feel that way on some level. Yeah, and that ties right back in the whole mindset then to keeping remembering why we're doing this. It's all connected. That's, that's right. What get, that's what gets us fired up and out of bed every day. That's right. So, so before I get to our final question, I want to invite our listeners to take a minute and think about how you can put some of these practices that we talk about on Band Director Bootcamp into practice in your own life. Welcome, Band Director Bootcamp listeners. If you're feeling a bit burnt out and are ready for support and accountability partners in your wellness and productivity, we have an amazing opportunity for you. Join our 90-day virtual boot camp, a community initiative designed for busy band directors like you who love their job but seek a more sustainable approach. We'll meet weekly, discuss your wellness goals, and develop strategies to help you achieve them. We'll tackle productivity hacks and fine-tuned systems for the upcoming school year. With 35 years of experience, I've got some tricks and tips up my sleeve that I can't wait to share. So, as we move into a new season of our lives, if you want to feel empowered and supported by like-minded individuals, this is your chance. Reach out to me at banddirectorbootcamp.com or click on the link in our show notes to schedule a 15-minute call. Let's ensure this is the right fit for you, get you signed up, and embark on this wellness journey together. Because together, we rise. All right, we are back with Scott Rush for one final question. Well, actually, a couple quick ones. Before I ask you our final question, can you give us um, a little information about how people can find out more about you, your, what you've got to offer? Do you have a website? Where should we go? Yeah, so first of all, we have a website called um, HabitsUniversal.com. And HabitsUniversal.com, even though it's kind of geared towards our beginner band method book, has a ton of free resources that teachers can go on their, you know, rhythm charts and their supplemental solfege and their, you know, duets and pieces of music. There's just all kinds of things there that um, people can, it's all there for free. Their, their videos of coaches and startup clinic videos and all kinds of, you know, things that people can use pedagogically in their classroom. Also, if they go to, um, habitsofsuccess.com that has a lot of information about the entire habit series and um, ways that, um, you know, different books, it gives a little description, ways that, that different books can potentially help them. Yeah. What I love about your books is they're so easy to read because you've laid them out with sort of a pre-assessment that people do in some of the spots, you know, how are things going for you here? And then you go and deliver some content and it's almost like you give homework, you know, to, for people to put these things into practice. So people aren't alone when they use this. It's like having you kind of there holding our hands along the way, you know, it's well, pretty and awesome. And, I, and I'll tell you, we have some things, we have something called the teaching inventory database, which fundamentally transformed my teaching basically where it's, you know, what to teach, you know, things like timing, tuning, tone, technique, balance, blend, articulations, dynamics, phrasing, musicianship, accuracy, clarity, precision, things like that. And then that's what to teach. And then the second column is how to teach it. And we use those components of playing and the teaching inventory database that those two things kind of guide everything in the habit series pedagogically. And so, you know, those things, and then we also have something in it with our beginners as an example, uh, that are something we call habits, beginner first steps, which are 
seven steps. They're like, you know, rhythm vocabulary and diatonic solfege and teaching note names and ear playing and small instrument work and first sounds and things like that. So uh, all those pieces uh, are in, you know, you can find information about them either at habitsuniversal.com or habitsofsuccess.com. Man, I wish this kind of stuff had been around when I started teaching in the 1980s. It was not easy to get information (gasps) and people like you putting it out there. I mean, the resources that are out there, um, talk about productivity help to really help folks so they don't have to do all this on their own. Band directors are so generous with sharing all of so much stuff. And then you create some really awesome curriculum and stuff for us. Well, we're wrapping up here. Um, Got another like 30 seconds or so here. Do you have a piece of advice for maybe our newer teachers? Because they can't do it all at once. There's a lot of books to go through and do all that. If they're stepping into a classroom and it's their first or second year, what would you tell them? Well, first of all, Yeah. James Clear in his book, Atomic Habits, I don't know if you've read that or not, but it's a great book. He says, you know, many times it's small tweaks to our systems and processes that yield exponentially huge results. And I think as a young teacher, you know, students love systems and processes, even if it's just something simple as how students come into the room. And so I think that along with um, good classroom management, you know, along with the good systems and processes, if you can do that and also have a mentor that somebody that you can rely on that's just there for you and don't be afraid to ask questions. Those things for young teachers initially, because I can tell you that, you know, one of the things that happened to me my first year is I didn't realize that classroom management was a real thing and I really needed to get them in the seats. <laughs> and, yes, it is. <laughs> yep. And it's really interesting to me because um, my second year of teaching at the very beginning of the year, the school district had Harry Wong come in and do an in-service. And I took his book the first days of school and I literally almost rewrote the entire book for how it would work in a band class. And um, it transformed my teaching. So it made me realize that classroom management systems and processes and then the idea that you know this is you know they don't care how much you know till they know how much how much you care and the idea that you know we must connect before we can correct that at the end of the day it's about building relationships you know we're in the music business and the people business we do want to have students fall in love with music and music making but at the same time we want them to do it in an environment where we're going to build relationships with them we're going to lock arms with them and they feel like that they're loved and cared for and that they feel safe and uh, at the end of the day we're doing this to make a difference in the life of that young person well i know you are because i know people that go to conferences and i hear them talking about you and your books and all of the things they do with them so i'm really grateful to you for coming on here and giving us some time and expertise today um and i hope you listeners will go check out those websites because it's a ton of great stuff and he's been very generous with sharing so much of this for free you and your colleagues so thank you again for being here today hope to run into you in person at a conference sometime here Absolutely. Thank you so much again for the very kind invitation. Yes. And I want to thank all you people that keep showing up and listening to this podcast because you are making a difference every day in kids' lives through the magic of music education. The work you do matters and so do you. So join us next time on Band Director Bootcamp for more productivity and wellness tips to make your life a little easier.